When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter. That's what I'm doing. So help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast, where C SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in US news and politics. How yes. are you, Brian? Are we we're missing Amanda? Mm-hmm. Amanda is at the dentist, you know, we make those appointments and you got to keep them. I got it. Uh, so it's just Sammy and I today. I'm doing OK. How yeah. are you? <laughs> you know, I am. I am OK. I have my 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 second vaccination shot on Friday and nice. I'm kind of like, you know, mentally preparing to potentially be out all weekends. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, so I, I I think last week was my first week fully, fully vaccinated after like the two weeks of the second dose, whatever. And I'm like, obviously, like, I'm still washing my hands and stuff, but I'm just like the amount of like relief of like touching my face and not being like freaked out or like just being on like the subway or anywhere. It's yeah, it's been it's been pleasant. Like I had I I met up with other vaccinated friends. We had them over this on Saturday and I like overdid it. Like I was so happy to be around people and not be like scared (laughs) that I was like so hungover yesterday. But it was it was worth it. (laughs) <laughs> well, that, you know, this is that's what this year is going to be about, you know, just mm-hmm. just rediscovering how to be social. But yeah, no, I totally feel that like I was wearing two masks everywhere. And now I only wear mm-hmm. two masks when I go like inside, like somewhere mm-hmm. now. But but, you know, I'm pretty yeah. casual back to my one cloth mask. And it mm-hmm. feels great to just not have so much shit on your face all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm back to one cloth mask as well at this point. Yeah. It's exciting. Okay, so speaking of COVID, today marks the first day that all adults in the United States are eligible to receive a COVID-19 vaccine, and half the population has gotten at least one shot. Uh, This comes as states are loosening restrictions on indoor gatherings, and with that, a wave of mass shootings. The U.S. has recorded at least 50 mass shootings since the Atlanta area spa shootings on March 16th, which was like a month ago, uh, including multiple this weekend in Kenosha, Austin, and Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I mean, it's pretty fucked up that like back to normal means now people just die going to, you know, I I mean, I don't know, the grocery store. Yeah, I think it's 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 obviously this was happening before COVID, you know, but I guess Mm -hmm. um, because of like we were saying these restrictions and stuff, it wasn't clearly obviously wasn't happening often. Schools weren't open. Um, all of like all of these places, like you're saying, and it's like, oh right, we 
didn't we never finished this conversation just because COVID-19 happened. It kind of just like maybe got put on like a back burner. But I think that we when we had talked to people like um, Shannon Watts from Mom's Man's, uh, I think that she had spoken about this like it was kind of like nerve-wracking what was what was going to happen as things started to get better in terms of vaccinations and indoor restrictions so well here's what's like here's what's a little bit confusing to me because it's not like there was no one indoors for the past few months like people were indoors like you people were still Mm -hmm. going to grocery stores people were still going to like salons so what i sort of wonder is like why is it starting to like really ratchet up now? Because mm. it's not like there has, it's not like people have been truly locked down in their homes and like half the country didn't even like in, in a lot of states where you can get guns easily. Like they didn't even do the lockdowns mm-hmm. or like for a very long time. So I just wonder why it's picked up so much now. And I wonder if it like kind of goes along with like the emotional feeling that we're opening up that people are now like, okay, now I can focus on my like, yeah, uh, problem that causes them to want to shoot people. <laughs> yeah, like the emotion and problems, you know, it, the people aren't, it's not, winter is ending. Um, pe- like crime does typically get be- like worse the hotter it gets. It's like just the way it is. It's weird. But um, also we just like we're on, on the heels of the very contentious election where, you know, to, like I just think that there's so many reasons people, I mean, there's no good like there's obviously no reason but in their heads this like 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 external like problems with like you know unemployment their election the like i don't know it's just amped up yeah the country is quite amped over the weekend we've learned more about the 19 year old who killed eight people at a fedex facility in indianapolis the killer who is also dead was able to purchase the rifles that killed eight people just months after he was investigated by the FBI for potential violence. In March 2020, then 18-year-old Brandon Hall told his mom that he might try to, quote, commit suicide by cop. He was then taken to a hospital and placed in a mental health hold. His shotgun was seized and never returned. Months later, Hall legally bought the two assault rifles he used to kill eight people last Thursday. Um so he was clearly being investigated, but was still able to purchase firearms, assault rifles at that legally. Yeah, I mean, he had like clearly expressed the intent to do something like what he eventually did. Yeah. So this is what they call red flag laws. Red flag laws allow the authorities to temporarily take away guns from people declared by a judge to be too unstable to have them. But what happens after the guns are seized varies by state. Uh, For example, in Indiana, once a weapon is taken by the police, prosecutors have 14 days to justify the seizure to a judge. And if they don't, the weapon can be returned. The judge can also decide that the person is too unstable to have guns for a period of time. However, Brandon Hull's case never made it to court, and it is unclear why. Prosecutors or police might have concluded that since they took his shotgun, the issue was resolved. Um, four of the eight victims were members of the Indianapolis Sikh community. When officers confiscated Hull's gun in 2020, they saw information about white supremacist ideations on his computer. Federal investigators would interview him about, his, about it and conclude that he didn't harbor racially motivated violent extremism. It's unclear whether Thursday's attack was racially motivated. The crazy thing is that, like, yes, as much as we care about, like, what is racially motivated and what is not, and also the, like, penalty for a hate crime is higher, 
ultimately, none of this would be an issue and we wouldn't have to parse these things if it was just harder for someone who is clearly going, who expressed intent to commit such a crime. If you just don't let that person get a gun ever. Like so frustrating. Yeah, because like the things are there's no like there's no federal red flag law. So even if there was something like like in in Indiana, he could just go drive to another state and get assault rifles. Right. But it's so frustrating because these most people who are like defending of the Second Amendment and Republicans and conservatives point to red flag laws as like, see, we're doing something. But clearly it doesn't work. If there was a federal ban on assault rifles like there was for over 10 years in the 90s, um. People wouldn't, he wouldn't been able to purchase these two assault rifles and kill eight people. You know, it's just so frustrating. Like, like the fact, like how the, the, the constant, you know, easy solution is just right there. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people should not have to feel terrified going to their workplace No, because like, I don't know, they can't like track some person's intention to murder people like it's just sort of it's just really crazy and it's devastating that we have to live with like this fear and this pain Mm -hmm. because just no one wants to do anything about it Mm -hmm. it's really frustrating and it's so fresh it's what also is so insanely frustrating about it is that majority of americans despite the political spectrum agree that it's crazy right. that, that this person was able to purchase these guns and it is just still the, the the corporations and the lobbying of it is just still so heavy it's just and it i heard someone talk about like how you know tobacco used to have this kind of power why don't we just do what everyone did to tobacco like people are people still smoke i still have a puff puff every once in a while you know right. like it's the same like it just needs to be so much more difficult and regulated and less deadly right Do you think it's possible? Like, I just sort of feel like, okay, it's just nothing's happening. Nothing is ever happening at this point because of like fucking Joe Manchin. But yeah. Yeah. I just think that the, 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 like, the messaging around, like, at least uh, something, I don't know, it just needs to be like, it's not manly to have an assault rifle or something. So, like, just to think, like, like, I know that's a weird way to say it, but like, I think that would, no, I know what you mean. Like, men would be like, oh, you need that many. I only do it in six. And it's like, wow. Like, I'm I'm totally down to play with that farce if it's going to make some, like... Because, like, let's be honest. Who are the people that that most of these mass shootings all have in common? They're men. (laughs) Like, that's pretty much the big big umbrella. Right. It's so... Guns are so, like, critical for the performative masculinity or for the performance Mm -hmm. of masculinity that it's, like, you Mm -hmm. can't... I mean... Yeah, they their whole life is around like how do I prove my masculinity? Look at Matt Gates. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with Pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. 
Since I started using Pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So today we are seeing the closing arguments in the trial of Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd, and Minneapolis is bracing for the verdict, which would come as early as this week. This is against the backdrop of the murder of Dante Wright. So things are pretty raw and it's, you know, emotions are high across the country, including Chicago following the footage of Adam Salito's death. So I don't know. It feels like we could potentially be kind of on the cusp of another like renewal of Black Lives Matter protests. Minneapolis public schools are moving to remote learning starting on Wednesday in anticipation of the trial verdict, which I mean, should tell everyone something. Uh, And yeah, I mean, I've seen some pretty intense images of the National Guard and they're moving like fencing and and blockades in preparation for a potentially a, a verdict that people are potentially unhappy about. Yeah, it's really it's really like frightening because, you know, so often people are like, especially with this trial, how could he possibly get away with it and i'm like i obviously the evidence is so overwhelming you know like yeah but i just i don't have the confidence in the justice system <laughs> right i it's i don't have the confidence because like for example we watched okay so last week the defense gave their case it only took them like two days um mm-hmm. and they had like they had like one or two use of force experts who were like this was fine chauvin was fine so my worry is that like as many use of force experts came on the the prosecution side and said the opposite, what if the people who are on the jury are just like, oh, but like we have one guy who's willing to say it was fine. So there's like your reasonable doubt. And then mm-hmm. he just is fine. 
mm-hmm. or he gets off. So, I mean, he pleaded not guilty to second degree unintentional murder, third degree murder, and second degree manslaughter. So those are the charges that he could stand to be um, hit with. I feel like unless he is is found guilty of third degree murder, protests will be very bad. Or not bad, but they will be quite lively. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just really hoping for some respite, uh, some a semblance of respite, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. It's crazy to see how prepared they are for a trial verdict when you look at, like, the Capitol on, the, on January 6th. And mm-hmm. they prepared nothing. It's like, they're capable of preparing when they want to prepare. Uh, they're preparing for a jury verdict, literally. It's also, you know, the reaction. You, it's seeing the reaction of... <clears throat> of how their tr- people are treated, you know, versus yep. white people versus black people by the police. You know, it's, I mean, crazy. Like, and we saw that in Michigan before the, the insurrection with the, when they stormed the Capitol, um, right. they were screaming without masks indoors in these police officers face. And they were just standing there. They were, and there was a plot to murder the governor of Michigan. And it's right. like, <laughs> it's just like, I, I, how could you not at this point see the racial disparity when it is just so on display. Right. I mean, I think that the people who don't want to believe that it's white supremacy and that the systems like ultimately built wrong, Mm -hmm. I think they just don't want to see it. So they're like, they'll come up with any excuse when really it's like the system that is so broken. Well, you know, they were talking the, the, they were the I think it was the prosecutor I was watching him a bit of it before and he was saying how it's like they have over 800 hours of training 500 hours of sensory treatment so I was like in my head it's like let me kind of do the math on that even though math is not my strong suit so even if it's like 800 hours that's like I needed eight hours a day that's only 100 days so that's like three months and you know what I mean like I, they're just clear like I was like the way he even said that I was like that doesn't sound like a lot but I, he's trying to say it like it's a lot of time it's just how could we not need it, it's two years like we just like just make it harder to be a police officer so the people who become police officers aren't like lazy and like you should have to work hard to become a police officer it should be a hard job to get <laughs> It also is like interesting because okay we started this conversation talking about like the gun violence in America I don't it it almost feels like just knowing the number of the percentage of officers who are found guilty of like domestic violence or have incidents or have incidents on their record where they violated a policy, but maybe somebody didn't die. So they didn't, you know, it didn't have to become as much of a thing. It's the people, the types of people who become police officers. I just wonder, like, how different are they from someone who is like, I am just mm-hmm. going to take my gun. Like they're just sort of going an institutional route that allows them to harm people and then essentially be immune from any sort of responsibility of well, that. And then, and then the issue is too, is that there's this whole culture of we protect our own, like don't be a rat, mm-hmm. like cover it up. So how, like if, when you have that mentality, it sort of gives people like that, the bad cops, to act with at, with impunity because they are in that culture, and you know, right. The other thing about police officers is like they are also just like, like like there's the inter there's struggle of like them versus like the, the people the civilians who are disregard them don't like them you know, obviously. And, mm-hmm. But they're also, I always think about the fact that they're a job. Like I wonder what like 
at the time of like what they do to react like what they what are they doing to appease some internal politics as well you know what i mean like there's so many layers of just like what their issues are like you know there's there's office politics everywhere <laughs> right like it's it there's so much more to to it than what we see and then mm-hmm. you wonder why they don't take accountability and it's like okay well potentially there's something going on inside that the system is much more corrupt uh, than mm-hmm. we might even realize but i i totally agree with you it should be harder to become a police officer and you should have to sort of undergo some sort of evaluation i think about mm-hmm. how you are going to use your weapon and yeah. like it just seems like it it shouldn't be that hard to not hire domestic abusers to then um police the community <laughs> and it's just like and if you do if you and it's like, you know, if you don't ho- hold the, the, the worst of you accountable, it reflects on all of you. It's the same with any sin, any position or p- part of your life. If it's like you those like when like, like, for example, when um Al Franken had to resign, they made him resign. Yeah. A little, 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 little dodgy. But, you know, that's what that was their That was their justification. You know what I mean? So, like, it's it's sort of. That's you know, the justification you, anytime Democrats mm-hmm. like resign in a situation where a Republican would never resign. Uh, That's always Katie, why. Katie Porter, you know. Katie Hill. Katie yeah. Hill, sorry. Yeah. Katie, oh, Katie Porter is the other congresswoman, sorry. Yeah, it's the badass who with the questions <laughs> yeah. and the whiteboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both okay. from California, in my defense. <laughs> yeah. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. 
So we're just going to cover one more story. GOP members of Congress are calling for the removal of Maxine Waters after she spoke out in solidarity with protesters against police brutality in Minneapolis. So let's play a clip of what she said. Not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. Congressman, what happens if we do not get, get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens? What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street. Uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need business. What is so bad about that? <laughs> like, she didn't say anything <laughs> that bad. I know. I know. I don't really understand what the objection is, but as a result of the statement, GOP representative, everyone's favorite Marjorie Taylor Greene, announced on Sunday that she plans to introduce a, ma- a resolution to expel Maxine Waters from Congress for her continual incitement of violence. It's like, cool. you are the one with the Jewish space lasers who promoted the coup. <laughs> What yeah. are you talking about? Who who like did not vote uh, for Trump and for inciting erection either? Right, right. Who like said much worse on the Capitol on the Capitol before people came and stormed the Capitol? So it's like okay. Also, Marjorie Taylor Greene last week was tied to um, this document called. It, it appears to be like a policy platform for like a political caucus called the America First Caucus, um, and the. I talked about this in the morning announcements, but like she and Paul Gossar are the ones who are tied to it. Um, although they're sort of like distancing some distancing themselves from it. But some of the content was like so fucked up. It was like it sounded like Steve King Western civilization type of shit. Mm-hmm. Like one thing they said is like their caucus is celebrating like Anglo-Saxon political traditions and that like all the architecture and our infrastructure should should uh, pay homage to like European traditions. It's like we are not Europe. We also, literally fought to not be Europe. <laughs> like if you want to go that route, we could just say, OK, well, a lot of European traditions stem from the Arab <laughs> Persian, you know, customs Muslim. So, yeah, right. sure. Right, like where <laughs> in Europe? Like, like Yeah, like like south of Spain is basically all, you know, whatever. Anyways. Yeah, no, it is like from it's like the Moorish architecture. Yeah. It doesn't look like Athens. Like yeah, they're not or, this. And yeah. even them. Like that's like, you know, I just like it's it's just so it's just so silly. So silly. Go yeah, away. I mean they are they're just it's just annoying because it's like People introduced the resolutions. It's like a I am rubber, you are glue type of situation mm-hmm. where people wanted to like expel Marjorie Taylor Greene. And yeah. now she's just like, oh, we're going to expel Maxine Waters. Well, they do like, well, they're, they're like, I feel like a, a continuous defense line for these, for Republicans is what about ism, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you did this. Well, what about this? It's like, well, okay, well, that's how you, that's how you get away from moral, you know? That's how you get away with moral ambiguity. It doesn't work that way. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's our show. This has been, we've missed Amanda greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, irreplaceable Amanda. But, you know, I enjoyed going back to our old days where we used to just host together. And that was, yeah, this I has know. been fun. It's been a flashback. Yeah, seriously. Everyone should definitely go check out our SUP merch collection on shopbetches.com. We have such cute stuff. A really awesome mug that says until the end of democracy. What else mm-hmm. do we have? I believe we have a cute sweatshirt coming out soon. 
Um, mm-hmm. You will be the first to know about it, podcast listeners. Subscribe to our newsletter that Elise writes. Yeah. Um, the newsletter is great. I think the, the newsletter is. is one of my favorite email. Actually, probably my favorite email I get it every day. Because otherwise, what, what, what other email would it be? <laughs> right. It, it's hilarious. Makes you laugh. Tells you what's going on. Gives mm-hmm. you a little break in your day. Mm-hmm. All right. So until the end of democracy, I'm Sammy Sage. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this has been the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to suppod at Betches.com. Betches.